0: There's a... Something's causing it to go boom every now and then. Boom. Interesting. Oh, stop touching the carpet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. I thought we'd fix this. I thought we'd cut everything. What's up guys, I'm Gideon, I'm Andrew, and this is the TV, we're not throwing back to you, just say it, you can just say the whole thing, <laughs> pilot, I'm not gonna do it, podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. That was clean, <laughs> that was. <laughs> so, uh, we were, we are two and two in legitimate pilots, because our first two episodes were not legitimate pilots they were just made they're just part of the actual series the season one the Seinfeld was a pilot X-Files and was a pilot and then this one the Simpsons uh, was, was kind of pilot sort of controversy there's two here. and a half <laughs> out of five um and we're kind of branching out a little bit from sitcoms uh, because we're already running out of things. No, it's, <laughs> uh, we're desperate. We're, uh, no, we, we just want to try to very uh, keep the variety for the yeah. first few episodes. Yeah, uh, we'll before mix we it get, up. Kind we'll of just we'll get back into traditional sitcoms. sitcoms, sitcoms you know, get or, back into or, Drama, 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 whatever. We're trying to... So we're doing something animated, a whole new medium. Yeah. Uh, so I... Had I had not seen any of the pilots except for the Seinfeld pilot, Andrew has not seen any of the pilots, but he has seen the Simpsons pilot. I have. I've seen a hell of a lot more than the pilots. Simpsons. Yes. I grew up on the Simpsons. This was an interesting conversation when I realized that Seinfeld to me was the Simpsons to Andrew. Yeah. Um, I had seen Andrew had only seen a handful of episodes of the Seinfeld. I've only seen a handful of episodes of the Simpsons. Just And crazy. I, I mean, I enjoyed them. The Simpsons was like formative for me. Uh, it That's was explains a lot. <laughs> it was one of the greatest. Yeah. My mom hates this, which is, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause I love Futurama. Yeah. Futurama is fantastic. I've seen it like a hundred times. Uh, if you love Futurama, you love the Simpsons. And the, yeah, I remember uh, during, it was during one of those every Simpsons episode ever, marathons. The... I There was like nothing else on. I just put it on. Or maybe I turned it on and it was just on, I remember. But I was just watching the episode. I was laughing. I was This is the kind of dumb, like smart, dumb humor mm-hmm. that they use in Futurama where it's, it's stupid but it's very well-written stupid to make you laugh. Yeah. I was like, makes sense. <laughs> and the Simpsons has been such a powerhouse of a show for so long that... You could watch it for 24 hours straight, uh, and it would take over a week to watch all the episodes. Yeah, it's crazy when they have that every episode ever marathon. It's over a week long, and it's every episode just nonstop. It's not like eight to eight, and then they show whatever, whatever. They back keep going, back back and they kind of just say like, if you want to watch season six, you're gonna have to stay up late. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did my first. I played some of the video games Road Rage or whatever uh, Simpsons to, Hit and Run and then the skateboarding great video game uh, I think there was one with skateboarding and yes. then I did watch the movie when it came out my parents took me to see the movie Simpsons, I saw agree, Bart's yeah. Penis <laughs> you remember that? Like yeah. four minutes into that movie. And they do such a good job of like covering it that you're watching to see what's going to cover because like a bird comes up you're, on a butterfly, flowers. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, this is crazy. And then it's just there. Just cartoon bark penis. Uh, and that was the kind of stuff that Simpsons <laughs> got away with. They were just kind of you know a lot of the comedy that they have seems very tame now with south park and family guy on the air but early seems season of the true. simpsons it was you know it was an animated show that was very raunchy sort of gory especially with the itchy and scratchy uh show interviews okay um but you'd be like me and seinfeld and just rein it in <laughs> just, okay <laughs> okay um, so let's speaking of wholesome or raunchy the first episode i was kind of surprised with how wholesome it was it's a christmas episode i yeah and uh, that threw me off when i was looking went on disney plus uh-huh. uh pay us disney uh- plus uh, <laughs> and, uh- and it was like chris the simpsons christmas i was like but what is this the first episode it's the first episode and, and right off the bat it does something unique uh that sort of sets it apart from the others uh, can you guess what it is unique yeah they showed a child getting a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the first episode starts, uh, there's no opening. There's no theme song. A lot um, of pilots are like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's it's unique for The Simpsons, who is known for their like very iconic the opening. Simpsons. The Simpsons. And then it zooms in. It does the okay. blackboard gag. And then it goes Andrew, throws, I hate through, to tell you this, but that's... Every TV series, it's iconic. It's the <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> Every <right>? TV series, <laughs> the couch gag, the where the entire they're, family they're runs into the, the house. They all run to the house, and then so this rather than that, this episode. Uh, so, <laughs> the pilot starts with Homer and Marge driving through the snow, uh, somewhat recklessly because they're running late for the kids' school Christmas pageant, uh, and so then they they wiggle their way into their seats. There's some grade performing, and then they say they kind of establish how old their their kids are by you know. Next up is the second graders, and Marge. Oh, that's Lisa. I'm not, okay, that Sorry. a perfect yeah. margin. Was it? It was yeah, it could no, have been it worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so then the Lisa shows off kind of how good a student she's somewhat is in mm-hmm. that she does a really good presentation of a fire throwing santa claus that the south pacific or islanders believe in or whatever i don't know how true that is but uh and everyone's impressed and then bart goes up later and he's singing with his class and he sings they're singing jingle bells and it shows that bart is the troublemaker because he does the batman smells robin laid an egg and gets in trouble with chalmers not chalmers uh Seymour skinner the principal skinner yes uh, and so it shows that bart can be a troublemaker cut to the house Later, and the kids are working on letters to Santa. And Marge asks what they're asking for, and Lisa wants a pony, and Bart wants a tattoo, uh, which are both no nos because there's <laughs> well, not the pony the pony doesn't fit in Santa's sleigh. Yes, Marge tries to be a good parent. <laughs> Can't take a hint. <laughs> uh, so then, Marge's sister calls and she says, "Hey, we're still coming over on Christmas Eve." And they, she talks some trash about Homer, and Homer kind of gags at the thought of them coming over, uh, so they don't get along. Patty, uh, uh, Marge's sister, Patty calls. Her and Selma are coming over for Christmas. Yes, uh, they are twins. Twins, uh, and it's established early that they hate they hate Homer, and Homer um, and Homer a does either. not like them. Mar, Homer finishes the Christmas lights and then shows them to the kids, and they just all almost all the light bulbs are out, and they're just couple of them blinking and then Flanders next door plugs his lights in and it's just over the top, all these lights and sled on top and all this and Homer grumbles about that. Flanders Um, is another character that gets like a lot more characterization later for sure. Yeah. And so then after that they're in the morning, they're eating breakfast and Marge tells the kids that they're gonna go to the mall. Homer asks about the Christmas money and Marge pulls the jar (laughs) out of her (laughs) Afro, <laughs> her hair, hair. her, her uh, tall her tall beehive hair and i think they, they made this joke before anyone else could because uh i don't know it just seems like it's ripe when you have a hair that uh, yeah you have a character with hair that big that they're just hiding something in, it, in, in there yeah yeah they made uh, so it immediately it's like a second scene a jar full of money and that's their christmas money and they go to the mall and uh she goes to the mall homer goes to work And while they're at the mall, Bart sees a tattoo parlor and wanders on in and starts to try and get some ink. He wants to get a tattoo that says mother. So very nice. Very loving. So it cuts to Homer at work uh, at the same time. Uh, He finds out from Mr. Burns, the uh, evil billionaire who runs the nuclear power plant where Homer works, uh, that he won't be getting his Christmas bonus next year. Uh, And he says, oh, thank goodness for the Christmas jar." Cut back to the mall where Marge finds Bart's getting a tattoo and has to spend all of the Christmas money from the jar uh, to get it removed. And uh, at the end of the scene, she goes, oh, thank God for Homer's Christmas bonus. So a sort Yeah, you know, a ooh. drama. Laying up a sort of Gift of the Magi-style plot line where, you know, the other... Kind of the opposite, where the other doesn't know that they're out of money. So they're kind of... Uh, ooh. Sets up, sets up the conflict for the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, back at the house, uh, Homer asks uh, about the uh, bandage on Bart's arm uh, and finds out that uh, they spent all their Christmas money uh, getting a tattoo removed. Um, and he freaks out because he doesn't want to tell Marge that he didn't get his bonus and uh, effectively ruined Christmas. Marge tries to ask about it later, but... Homer's too ashamed. uh, Instead insists on doing the Christmas shopping on his own this year to sort of hide the fact that uh, they're out of money. Um, And at the mall, he runs into uh, Flanders, who has a bunch of presents, making him feel bad about the cheap presents that he bought. And then he goes to Moe's Tavern to get a drink. Um, And at uh, Moe's Tavern, Barney Gumble. Gumble. I don't know. Okay, Barney. uh, Barney, who's another recurring character, um, gets... uh, you know, tells Homer about the uh, job he's been doing this year, which is Christmas Mall Santa. Homer, a big guy, Barney is a big guy, so they're both, uh, you know, suited to play uh, Christmas Santa at the Mall. And um, Homer decides to do it uh, to try to uh, make some more... Get, get some uh, extra cash. It's Mr. extra cash for Christmas. Get the job, has to go through training, where he finds out he won't get actually paid until Christmas Eve. Uh, because of some Santa school shenanigans. Yeah, there's <laughs> just a couple scenes of him learning to be Santa. And... <laughs> but uh, then, yeah, it's like a it's like a Karate Kid style montage where <laughs> I don't always go that far. But... <laughs> um, Basically, uh, Homer gets home late, and Marge's sisters are visiting. They make remarks about the lack of Christmas tree, so Homer goes out and steals one. Uh, cut to Homer working at the mall as Santa. Bart's friends unknowingly dare him to go sit on Santa's lap and pull off the beard. Uh, Homer takes him aside and tells Bart, uh, you know, after Bart goes up and pulls on Santa's beard, realizes it's Homer, realizes he's in some deep shit, uh, Homer pulls him aside and uh, let, lets Bart know what's going on. And Bart sort of has this realization that, oh man, Homer must really love our family to, you know, sink so low as to be a Christmas ball Santa. <laughs> Um, a little insulting, the Christmas ball Santas. I don't know if they deserve that, but <laughs> uh, Bart goes home with uh, goes with Homer to get his paycheck, which turns out to be only thirteen dollars after deduction for all the training and the costume and other things. Uh, Barney uh, tells Homer he's going to put his money on a dog at the racetrack. You know, just sound sound financial investment. <laughs> um, Bart tells Homer that there's always a Christmas miracle on TV and convinces Homer to go to the racetrack. Again, <laughs> I don't know how, how effective Sound this is. Sound financial advice. So at the track, Homer decides to put all his money on uh, Santa's little helper. He, the, is, Yeah, they announced they're switching in a, a dog last minute for the race. Yeah. he Homer is told by Barney about a sure thing, a dog named Whirlwind. Um, but Homer... Which hears, was, I think, 8 to 1 odds or something. 8 to 1 odds, uh, yeah. which would have given him... You know, enough money to buy some yeah. presents for his kids, especially back in the uh, 1989 when this came out. Santa's Little Helper, he's told, has 99 to one odds. Uh, so obviously, uh, betting thirteen dollars times yeah. 99. Means... And even Bart, who was saying like TV says there's always a Christmas miracle, he's like, I don't know, Dad. <laughs> like, Homer did it anyways. Um, so they uh, sit there, they watch the race. Uh, of course, Santa's Little Helper comes in dead last. Or Homer and Bart are both crushed. Cut back to the house where Lisa and Marge and uh, Patty and Selma are decorating for Christmas. Patty and Selma are talking. It could have been either one. I don't really know. I can't tell them apart at this point. Their hair is different, right? Their hair is slightly different. Yeah. They're talking to Lisa, putting down Homer, and Lisa kind of showing how intelligent she is. uh, Sort of. uh, She's just yeah. She's She's like, like as a. Growing young girl, the only, you know, my father plays a big part in how I uh, see men and whatever, whatever, and thus myself. So every time you put down my father, it's reflected into how I will grow up. (laughs) And uh, Patty or Selma just goes, "Mm, mm." (laughs) classic. classic. Um, uh, Cuts back to the racetrack. Santa's Little Helper has lost. Um, They are both sad. Bart and Homer go out and start looking for uh, tickets on the ground, um, so you know just, just anything up, that anything that can could get the money, yeah, potentially like something people forgot to cash. Um, and while they're out there, they see the owner of Santa's Little Helper yelling at him and uh, you know kicking him away, uh, trying to get the dog to leave because apparently it's such a bad race dog. Um, the dog runs and jumps right into Homer's arms and Bart asks if they can keep it, and Homer uh, reluctantly agrees. Um, At first he's reluctant, but then he says, like, he's a loser, he's stupid, he's, he's a Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> um, they get home, Homer starts telling them about the situation, but Bart interrupts to tell everyone about the dog. Everyone is super excited about the dog, they think it's a great present. Uh, and Christmas is saved. And then uh, there's a, a credit scene of the family seeing uh, Rudolph uh, poorly. Uh, and that's the first episode of The Simpsons. Yep. I, halfway through, I was just like, wow, this isn't... This is not what you expected, yeah. It was meh. Yeah. Uh, there were good some good jokes. It picked up towards the end. Yeah. But overall, especially knowing that The Simpsons... Having seen later episodes, I was expect I, I was just expect, expecting something funnier. Not that it was like poorly written or anything. It just it is. It's you know it's 1989. Like this is it's one of the longest running American sitcoms on television today. It is um, probably, probably if be. you count animated with. It, it is the longest running sitcom probably all yeah, time. It's on thirty three season, seasons, thirty four seasons, thirty four. Yeah, think. Um, and it's been it's been going for years. Just absolute decades long. So, so obviously like, today, yeah. yeah. And the uh it's very um I don't know, it's it's one of the first like animated sitcom shows. You know, barring, you know, the Flintstones and you know other shows that were uh specifically for kids. You know, the Flintstones well, was not like a The Flintstones was for kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> So the first animated sitcom is widely regarded to be The Flintstones, which started in 1960. Uh, And then two years after came The Jetsons, which I guess someone said, oh, well, this show that takes place in the past is doing well. Let's do a family show that takes place in the future. And The Jetsons is also a pretty iconic, classic animated sitcom. But they are both unambiguously for kids, where The Simpsons is for, you know, not not necessarily like an adult specific comedy show like I watched it as a kid I watched it growing up maybe my mom did not want me to watch it growing up she had some she had some uh definitely yes. had some qualms with me watching the simpsons growing up but I did it anyway um <laughs> uh but it's definitely not a show that's geared towards children mm-hmm. it's geared towards it's it has adult it has vastly more adult humor yeah. than it does Humor for children. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, there is humor that kids will find funny, but it that's more incidental. That's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids knowing what funny is. Yeah. Even if it's written for adults. Um, uh, the, the references and things that they say are some, definitely some of the situations as adults. well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there were other, a handful of other animated sitcoms throughout, from the 60s to the 80s. But really, nothing notable, and not a whole lot. It wasn't until the Simpsons that we kind of saw a boom in animated sitcoms. Yeah, uh, and there is an old uh, an old adage in uh, television, and it's like I don't know how old it is now. It's probably like twenty years old now. Uh, that the Simpsons did it first. That's just yeah. what people say that the Simpsons have already done it. Uh, it comes from the South Park actually, where Butters is uh, trying to come up with a plot, and every time he comes up with some (laughs) scheme, uh, he is told that the Simpsons have already done this. The Simpsons have already done this thing. They've already done this thing. And it references you know, Simpsons episodes where this has already happened. Um, And at the end of the show, the moral is that, yeah, the Simpsons have already done it. They've been on for 13 seasons already. And keep in mind, this was back in... (laughs) You know, yeah, back when there was only on thirteen 20, yeah. years yeah. South Park's been on wow. for two decades now, and even back then, Simpsons has had already like cornered the market in terms of adult uh, cartoon comedy. So every show that's come after has been sort of standing in the shadow of this of this mm-hmm. animated sitcom giant. Um, and in the spirit of that, I have a special special segment. Uh, called The Simpsons Did It First oh god <laughs> <laughs> um, just things The Simpsons did before real life could do them oh. it, real life events predicted by The Simpsons uh, it's been on for so long that it has uh, people have found where it has started predicting uh, real world events quote unquote predicting quote unquote predicting uh, yeah recently there was a campaign to censor Michelangelo's David. Yes, uh, because I, for anyone who hasn't seen Michelangelo's David, uh, it's, it's a naked man. It's a naked man. Um, there, there's a, was a campaign of censorship this last year about uh, someone showing Michelangelo's David in a classroom in a textbook. I think it was in a textbook or... textbook It was for an art class. Yeah, and the teacher yeah. got fired and the, censored. It, and the statue isn't vulgar or anything. It's just the, it's a the naked man, man is, is yeah. naked mm-hmm. uh, and so there was sort of a campaign of censorship, some conflict around that The Simpsons did that in season 2 episode 9, Itchy Dang. and Scratchy in March, where uh, the whole town campaigns, the, the Michelangelo's David statue is on a uh, sort of coastal trip around the United States, uh, it stops in Springfield and they put denim blue jeans on it um, <laughs> so The Simpsons got to that first Uh, The Simpsons uh, predicted the Trump presidency uh, in the year 2000. So the season 11, uh, season 10, season 11, maybe, Um, they have a scene where uh, Lisa, it's a flash forward, and Lisa is the president, and she says something to the effect of, oh, we've inherited a real budget crisis from the Trump administration. (laughs) So it people are trying to like math backwards and it's like, if uh, Lisa's this age in 1989, yeah, it would figure out that she actually would be old enough to run for president in uh, 2020. Uh, so it could technically have worked out that uh, she was president right after Trump's presidency. There's another thing sort of going around that people show where uh, the Simpsons kind of predict scene by scene Trump's uh uh, now, like uh running announcement back in 2015 that's not true uh people just sort of show this film this clip of him going up the escalator him right going up him going down the escalator yeah. yeah um and it's it's like picture perfect it's picture perfect because they did that afterwards and they had um, homer like following him down so it was a very it was sort of a comedic scene but uh people will show them side by side with the real inauguration announcement and then just put the uh the year two thousand on the old one, which was actually made back in twenty sixteen, so it's there's some there's some deceptiveness mm-hmm. along with that too. But uh, they actually did predict a Trump presidency in uh, in the year two thousand. Um, they in season ten, episode five, uh, they predict that Di- uh, Disney would purchase Twentieth Century Fox Studios. Oh wow! Which is the studio that now owns <laughs> The Simpsons and Twentieth yeah. <laughs> Century Fox. So they they did get that right, uh, but at the time. Disney was buying everything. They bought Marvel. They bought 20th Century Fox. Like they got, they got mm. it all. The uh, Siegfried and Roy tiger mauling uh, was predicted by The Simpsons ten years before it happened. Shh. Yep. Um, which I, I don't know how that's prescient. Right, yeah. That is. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. You tell anyone off the street, like, oh, I got these two guys. They, uh, they they capture tigers and make them perform in a magic act. It's like, oh, those guys are gonna get mauled soon. Yeah. Uh, something that's a very, sort of very unique. Uh, Millhouse predicted that uh, Bink Holmstrom would win the Nobel Prize for Economics six years before he did. <laughs> uh, it shows, uh, it's a little, uh, it's not even like a gag or anything. It's not focused on, it's just a little card uh, that um, Lisa is holding, I think. I believe it's Lisa. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows a little betting pool. About who is going to win the Nobel Prize, uh, Millhouse has placed his money on Bengt Holmström to win the Nobel Prize for Economics. Obviously, like they, the Simpsons writers, along with you know the same writers who do uh, Futurama, they're known for trying to add a lot of like truthfulness, like a lot of honesty mm-hmm. to their work. So they do research for even just these short one frame gags. Uh, so. It just happens that a famous economist was on the card that Milhouse predicted would win the Nobel Prize in Economics. Six years later, he did. Uh, So it's one of those things that, over time, the show has been up for so many years that it's going to get some things right just off of sheer sheer scale. I mean, The Simpsons is satirical, so it's kind of making jokes about Things that are happening it's, yeah, it's, at the time. It's always going to A lot of those problems are still, or problems or events or situations yeah. are still coming um, up today. Trump was talking about running for president as early as 1999. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Simpsons just made fun of that. Like, everyone else was making fun of it at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, th- same thing with the Siegfried and Roy Tiger mauling. It's basically the only thing people talked about Siegfried and Roy for. Is that they are about to get bombed by a tiger. <laughs> Michelangelo's David Censorship, that has been Oh, censorship's ever- been a thing in the yeah. U- US for hundreds of oh, years. Oh, I mean even in the sixteen hundreds, popes put fig leaves over uh, over the over statue. The statue. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's not not at all Did, out of the ordinary. Matt Groning isn't <laughs> omnipotent. <laughs> He's he's only a really good sitcom writer. He's not omnipotent. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Just you know, give him all the credit he deserves. Understands societal problems. Yeah. If anything, he is a an excellent satirist. Yes. Satirist. Satirist? Cartoonist. Cartoonist. That's That's how he he started. He was a cartoonist. Um so yeah, that's it. The Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it first? Simpsons did it first. And so that, I can't believe why you haven't seen it yet. Because, I mean, why Why would you watch Pale Imitations when you could watch the real thing? I've seen some episodes. Cool. <laughs> uh, so, The Simpsons, like we, was, <clears throat> there was a show back in the 80s called The Tracy Ullman Show. And a producer named James L. Brooks It was a variety show. He worked on it. He wanted to include small animated shorts to bookend the commercials. Uh, And so being a fan of Matt Groening's cartoons, comic strips, uh, I already forgot what it's called. Life in Hell, I think is what it was. He approached Matt Groening about creating animated shorts based Mm -hmm. off of those. And Matt Groening was all for it until it kind of hit him. It would making these shorts would involve rescinding publication rights for like what were at that point his life's work, and so sitting in the lobby of the producer's uh, office, he frantically was trying to think of another idea, and he just came up with the idea of a the idea of a shorts about a dysfunctional family, and that would that became the Simpsons, and so the Simpsons family appeared. In 1987, before two years before the first episode aired as these little shorts, these little 30 second shorts that came on before a commercial after a commercial before a commercial after a commercial for this variety show. In fact, Tracy Ullman, she sued or she filed a lawsuit against The Simpsons claiming that the characters came from her show Ooh. and that she should get a share of the profits. But Ooh. it was the the case was thrown out or dismissed or whatever. Good, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we I watched a handful of the shorts. They're on YouTube, all thirty something, thirty five, mm-hmm. forty five. When Matt groaning, 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 groaning. When he he submitted sketches for the first for the first uh, episode, I guess uh, for the shorts. And he thought they would be cleaned up, but the cartoon, the animators traced over his drawings, his little quick sketches, and that's why if you go to YouTube and find these, it starts off. they really kind of not weird looking, but they're just very different from the Simpsons you will find in that first yeah. episode. Uh, Groening stated his goal for the show was to create an alternative to quote the mainstream trash. That audiences were watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really tried to really tried to lay, raise the level of discourse with the Simpsons, huh? <laughs> I, right. I've only seen the first episode, and then I don't know if you'll—I don't know if you'll be able to tell what season it is by the couple of episodes I've seen. It's the Maybe. one where Homer is boxing because he has something in his brain that he can't fall down, no, so they just no. win a bunch of money because he it, can't get knocked out. I would say one of the first ten. <laughs> Ten seasons, but I'm Uh, not sure. Yeah, but I mean, I with later Simpsons, it's definitely not as saccharine as a lot of TV was back then. You know, with like what Full House, that was the 90s, and that's a lot more yeah wholesome. Uh, It definitely Cheers Cheers was you know usually on the more wholesome side. Uh, So you know that mainstream trash. Yeah, Uh, Simpsons will. Like this first episode was nice, but yeah, there were like he strangled Bart at the end, (laughs) and you hear it every other scene. You see it where you know, it's white little, and then shows Bart getting strangled by Homer. (laughs) The season one averaged over twenty seven million U.S. viewers, with the lowest episode getting still over twenty million, Mm -hmm. and the highest getting thirty three point thirty three and a half million. Wow. Uh, and that's part of why Tracy Ullman sued. She was saying the success is oh, from my show. No. Who, Tracy <laughs> Ullman who? God. Yeah. Uh, Matt Groening and uh, Brooks, the producer Brooks, have been executive producers for all 34 seasons uh, and still have some creative input uh, even now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how involved they are, but they are still... I, I know Matt Gronick has moved on to other projects, uh, not just as executive producer but as writer. Uh Fushorama, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Disenchanted afterwards. Oh true, yeah. Uh the recent like Netflix it's show. Not the first season haven't seen it's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard it's still, uh, the first it's season's just, up strongest, but oh, it does okay, keep sure. it up. Uh Dan Cast I don't know, say his last Dan, name. Dan Castellaneta. Dan Castellaneta. And Julie Kavner, who voiced Homer and Marge respectively, uh, were part of the Tracey Ullman Show cast. Ooh! And so they got these roles because they didn't want to have to find more people (laughs) than necessary. Who played Bart? Nancy Cartwright. Do you know? I think Um, so. I um, think so. uh, Originally, the girl who uh, plays Lisa was auditioning for Bart, but her voice was a little too high. Yeah, And then the girl who plays Bart was going to audition for Lisa. But at the time, Lisa wasn't really a fleshed out character. Yeah. So she, and but Bart was. Because Bart is somewhat based on... Well, okay. So the family dynamic, or the family names are based on that Groening's family. Yeah. Except he replaced his name with Bart, which is the anagram for brat. And so he had fleshed out that Bart was a troublemaker and you know Rep Scallion kind of mm-hmm. kid and so because he actually seemed to have a personality Nancy wanted to audition for him and as soon as I think with her as soon as Matt Groening heard her audition he said yeah you've got that's it that's her yeah I like I said I mean it was started off slow I was did. confused why they kept going <laughs> I mean obviously, I know it's good now but like you and Simpson and Seinfeld it was kind of like why I don't they, know if I would keep watching this, right? I uh, and a lot but it of did it, pick up. They were like, there were some good jokes, like uh, when Lisa asks for a pony, Marge says, "You've asked for the last two years, and he like, can't fit. He can't fit in his sleigh. You've asked for the last two years. Can't you take a hint?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when, when Bart walks into the tattoo parlor, the, he says, "Yeah, one tattoo, please." And the guy is like, "Wait, how old are you?" And, Part just says 21 sir and get in the chair <laughs> it's like okay well enough um, or, or no uh, when he asked for a tattoo for the Santa letter Homer they're like oh you can't get a tattoo and Homer's like yeah those are expensive you get a tattoo with your own money <laughs> Mark, Mark <laughs> Homer <laughs> Um, they there are a lot of good there there's some good jokes definitely it's it's one of the weaker episodes mm-hmm. um, which you know it's pilot yeah uh, I you can't always start off with your best foot forward because sometimes it takes a while to really flesh out these characters and a lot of the comedy comes with the familiarity you have with how the character reacts to certain things. Yes, true. And you anticipate their reactions before they even happen. You can't do that uh, with a fresh set of characters. Just like, I mean, with Seinfeld, I feel mm-hmm. like I enjoyed the Seinfeld pile a lot more because yeah. I knew George and I knew I, Kramer. We and like these weren't weird things for them to do. They were funny because that's exactly what George would do in this situation. We came you know? to an understanding here. Uh, me watching so, The Simpsons, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, I'm, <laughs> watching this, okay. I'm watching this from a very nostalgic point of view where I'm just like, I love seeing these characters again. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, you know, I'm not watching it with a cynical eye. Like, how did this show even get made? I hate Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Oh, yeah, so as... Uh, what, what changes as an expert, Andrew? I know Homer gets a little, what, dumber. Homer gets dumber. And they, the characters get a little flanderized. Like, Bart gets more outgoing with his pranks and jokes. Like, he's not mm-hmm. just a troublemaker. He's, like, destructive. And he, he's Dennis the Menace. He's Dennis the Menace. He's, he's our generation's Dennis the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says that in an episode He's of... See the, the previous the generation, generation, and our generation, <laughs> and the, the next generation's Dennis the Menace. Three generations of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> he, and he says, I'm this generation's Dennis the Menace. He says that in season five, uh, Cape Fear. Oh, really? Yeah. Cape Fear. Oh, God. They did an episode called Cape Fear. Yeah. It's uh, Sideshow Bob. Is, oh, gets God. Out of course it's Sideshow from prison and is going to uh, murder Bart. <laughs> and uh, he keeps sending Bart letters like, die, Bart, die. Things like that, um, and Bart's like, "Who would want to kill me? I'm this generation's Dennis the Menace." <laughs> uh, perfectly <laughs> assessing its own. Does Lisa get more intelligent? You think Lisa? Lisa or gets she more of... intelligent, and she gets more uh, sort of. She gets more political. She becomes so a vegetarian. Uh, things like that. So she sort of trends more towards this mold of like, uh, good. Student, Like, good student with, uh, you know, environmental uh, mindset. She's a vegetarian. She plays the saxophone, the jazz saxophone, mm-hmm. which is established uh, later in this season. She meets her uh, mentor in the saxophone. Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Bill Clinton. <laughs> uh, pair, uh, you know, sends her into a political career. Um, or is she the reason Bill Clinton played the <gasps> saxophone? Because the Simpsons... Sentences... Oh. Anyways... Um, So the big thing that changes, really, is that you see more people. The Simpsons, as a show, it's all about the extra cast. There is a huge, absolutely massive cast of other characters that are uh, Captain, the police chief, Chief Wiggum, Krusty, Krusty the Clown, Skinner, Skinner, Seymour Skinner, and uh, Superintendent Chalmers, Skinner's uh, mother, who lives with him. Um, oh yes. Martin Prince. Uh Burns, Burns, Ralph Wiggle, Burns? Uh Burns Mon- C Montgomery Burns. Uh and and his little Smithers. <laughs> Smithers. Yeah, Smithers. Mm, um, yeah, Smithers. Uh, <laughs> there is uh the the boys at uh Mo's pub. Oh yeah yeah. Uh, Moe's bar is uh Mo Sislak, uh Barney and the the kids also with um, um, a Millhouse uh, Millhouse Martin Danger. Prince who's that guy um, little dang... you're Ralph Wigum Ralph. Uh, Ralph Chief Wiggum's son oh, uh, not no. always not what always intended know. to be Chief Wiggum's son it just sort of happened interesting it had a different voice like it, a lot of the characters change until they mm-hmm. find their sort I feel of like with minor characters it. that happens yeah. quite um, a bit there are other people who kind of add a dynamic to it the the mobsters uh, Fat Tony. Uh, and the rest of the mob Apu the convenience store clerk uh, that's something I feel like that happens with Futurama a lot minor characters who pop in and then just keep coming up and they add a whole like a lot of humor and they, they make the show even better exactly like Zap Brannigan uh others they're they're (laughs) characters that maybe show up for an episode here when the simpsons you know need to do something related to that but they stay they keep Mm -hmm. in the simpsons like world until they're effectively populating the town of springfield with known people known quantities yeah uh so i feel like the pilot hinted at bart being a mischievous little boy lisa being far more intelligent than yeah. you would expect a uh, child that age to be but they I mean Homer never comes across as an idiot I don't think I mean he's no he's just sort of a he's a, a goofy dad a goofy dad and he you maybe know, not lights, good at things but the, he turns on the lights and they don't work but the, just, I mean that doesn't like, make him an idiot yeah you know? um, so does is, does Homer do you think Homer has the biggest change throughout the series I would say yeah they, like they made Homer a lot less intelligent and a lot um they give him some like very sympathetic moments mm-hmm. uh in episodes where for he's, sure you he showed some, as like, like really caring and... about his kids, yeah, but uh overall he's shown as very like he he becomes less and less intelligent and more and more obsessed with food and duff <laughs> beer and you know. It's fair. Yeah, he's at the bar, but he's at the bar just because he's at the bar. It's a because, rough day. Yeah, it's a rough day. He's not um, downing beers and gorging himself or anything. Yeah, um, but that does it. It takes like four or five seasons for them to sort of settle into these roles. And sometimes you see, you know, they they dip way down. Like Lisa is for an episode way smarter than she usually is, just because they need her to be. They that episode. yeah. Hmm. Um, but she's always portrayed as intelligent or Bart is like for an episode, very destructive when usually he's just sort of a, you know, he's a prankster uh, because they need Bart to go to juvenile hall for some reason. (laughs) Like they, it's a, the characters are as, they are as extreme as uh, the writers need them to be. Uh, And they, it works because Mm -hmm. they've established in the past that these characters are, you know, smart or, a prankster or they it it holds up. they're not out of character for them to do these things in in the shorts uh from the Tracy Ullman show from that they had two years before they I mean from the few I saw, I feel like they didn't have Lisa. You could tell Lisa didn't have as much of a personality in the yeah. uh, Bart was still somewhat a troublemaker. In fact, they both were kind of they were doing a, in one of them the whole minute and a half of the shorts. Was them doing a burping contest in March. Keeps barging in and saying, like, stop burping. It's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Uh, it, it, and Lisa's know, all there, there for it as well and laughing. And and Lisa, like, she's she's portrayed as very intelligent, but she's not portrayed as, like, a goody two shoes. Like, oh, yes, She definitely, for like, sure. breaks the rules and will. She goes off and does, like, very political stunts uh, where, you know, she'll. I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but she's not a, a you know, a a Rule follower, mm-hmm. she's just smart and she knows that sometimes yeah. it's better to follow the rules than do destructive pranks. But she'll still have, I just like yeah. she, in the shorts, it felt like she was just going along with whatever Bart was doing for the most yeah. part. Just like I said, I only saw the first five or six, and then I watched like the last two. Yeah, uh, so uh, all in all, what do you think of the uh, Simpsons episode? Uh, <clears throat> that's a good question, it wasn't what I was expecting. Gimme give me an out of ten. But well I don't know, what I rate the other things. <laughs> <laughs> X-Files was ten out of ten. For you it was, was like, it was no X Files pilot. It was I'll no X Files. Okay. Uh I would say six and a half ish. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree. Right, with around that. what uh, animal control was in that it, yeah it did a good job of establishing these characters somewhat, it had some good jokes. Yeah. But it was nothing to write home about. Yeah, I would say five or six out of ten, and that's like out of all the Simpsons episodes. I I wouldn't watch the Animal Control pilot or the Simpsons pilot, and then tell my friends like, "Oh man, did you watch this yeah. new show?" I'll, like, "Oh, catch the next next episode next time." Well, because yeah, streaming I, is now, but back then <laughs> I would have been saying, "Oh." Next Tuesday, you gotta, you gotta, watch, gotta watch this. <laughs> or like, or not? I wouldn't even say, "Oh, you should watch it." If you, I think you would like it. I wouldn't even do that. Uh, you wouldn't even recommend it. Would you greenlight it? Yeah, I think I would have green light you it. You think so? Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, Great. Simpsons uh, pilot worth a watch. Worth a watch, Espe- especially the, if you're a fan of the show. The rest of the Simpsons episodes worth a watch if you've never seen so, it. Season one in general. Is that something like where you just it's eh skip it? It's definitely it's or mm-hmm. I I would say Simpsons is a show where you can watch any episode on its own. Uh, there are very few episodes that require what any are we doing? We are the TV pilot podcast. That's on me. I apologize for asking about the season. Uh, I have been Andrew. I have been Gideon, um, and we don't know what we're doing next episode. So, join us next Join us next time for the support. Si- or just open up the app, uh, look what the episode's <laughs> called, and then move on with your life. We gotta name that next episode. Fucking. I, you, I was thinking that. I was just <laughs> thinking that. Episode six. Blank. Okay. Just, uh, thanks for listening to the TV Pilot Podcast. Um, tell your friends. Share it. Uh, like I said, in the very first episode, and I meant to say it every episode, just tell two people that you think would enjoy this uh, um, really pyramid scheme this yeah yeah just send it on down the line if just two people can succeed oh my god we, yeah, we, we got, got it this. in the bag heck yeah man Um, alright yeah. maybe we gotta cut that too yeah. this is very litigious Go, oh are they I think so okay well Godfrey uh, keep us honest here uh, <laughs> keep us out of trouble keep us out of trouble okay. peace out peace out uh, <laughs> i I'm imagining a world where uh someone wants to listen to us for three hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> they just listen straight through oh they, well, that they're nice racking up they're that's a knee slapper for them, yeah. yeah.